Hey there, I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hello, everyone. I am super excited that you are here today. We um, are going to have a solo episode with me, Roberta. So today we're going to talk about some things actually that Ashley and I have been talking a lot about ourselves the past couple of weeks. We're creating our online course, our brand new course on how to repel burnout. And this topic has just kept coming up and we thought it would be a perfect podcast episode. So we want to talk about that word self-care because there are so many distortions around that word. There are in the school setting, there are so many administrators that use the word almost as an excuse. Like it's okay that I'm giving you unrealistic expectations and high workloads um, because you're not you're not doing self-care. And unfortunately, through my interviews and research with teachers um, these past couple of weeks that I've I've gathered some informal information and data, uh, that's happening in a lot of places. And, And I don't necessarily think most administrators mean to come across that way, but that's how it's coming across. In fact, the disappointing fact is only one of the many, many educators that I spoke to had a district that had a positive image, positive definition, positive relationship with that term self-care. And that didn't come from their administration. That came from um, a really good teacher's union. And so it can kind of be a turnoff then to an individual teacher, to any of us, if we're having such horrible experiences with that word being used in in a wrong way, in a way that's um, harmful in some cases, then it, it really, why would we want to take a course or learn more about self-care? So we want to kind of debunk a lot of these things and, um, and give our definition of the word self-care because that makes a huge difference. So I am starting a timer here for myself. I am using my flow timer that I can find on Mac and Apple products. I highly recommend it. I'm gonna try and keep this episode short. So I've started my timer. So what does self-care mean? We have um, a definition that we've created using kind of our research over the years using the actual dictionary definition. Um, and so this is what we, we have come up with. So 
Self-care means listening to and taking care of your own needs in the following areas, physical, emotional, mental, which is also intellectual, spiritual, and environmental. So we're taking care of ourselves. And I always go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. As a teacher, we know, we know that pyramid. We know the hierarchy of needs, especially those, those basic levels. We know if a kid's basic needs aren't being met, they're not going to learn in the classroom. They're not going to be very respect, receptive to relationships. They're going to be in a harder place if those basic needs aren't being met. But here's the thing. That's true with adults as well. That's true with us as teachers. If our basic needs aren't being met, how can we be the best caregiver, the best teacher, the best human that we want to be in the world? Biggest difference is we're there to help our students and our kids get their basic needs met. We have to give and make sure our own needs are being met, no one else is going to do it for us. So we have to make sure our own physical needs are being met, our own emotional needs are being met, our own mental intellectual needs, our spiritual needs, our environmental needs, all of these things are being met and it's our responsibility to do it for ourselves. Within that, I wanna talk about, so there's there's this pinwheel that maybe you've seen, it's um, eight, dimensions of wellness and how we need all of those eight things to feel whole and feel like we're being well taken care of. And so I just want to go through what those eight dimensions are. So um, physical is one of them, knowing and recognizing um, your need for physical activity, healthy food, sleep, etc. And the next one is social having a sense of connection and belonging and a good support system and then spiritual. So expanding a sense of purpose and meaning in life. Spiritual doesn't necessarily mean religion. It might for you, but um, it's, it's having a sense of, of purpose and meaning. Emotional is coping with life, you know, having our emotional strategies not suppressing our emotions, but expressing them, all of those things. Environmental. So this is um, also in our definition of self-care, right? Environmental is being in environments that support your well-being. And then another dimension of wellness is financial, feeling satisfied or feeling okay with your current and future financial situations. And then the final, or no, there's two more here. So the one is intellectual with which we also use the word mental um, health, mental self. So um, having creative outlets, expanding your knowledge, you know, taking care of your mind and then career, creating personal um, satisfaction and having really, you feel good about your work. So those are the eight things, physical, social, spiritual, emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual, and career. Those are the eight dimensions of wellness. So when we think about those things, we think about the definition, we think about how Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we think about those eight dimensions of wellness. Self-care takes on a different tone. It's not going and every once in a while getting a massage. Yeah, that can be self-care, but that's not all-encompassing. That might help your physical body for a little bit, 
but we're talking more, what are the things you can do daily or weekly that can do that? And, and for some people, you can pay financially. That's okay. You can pay for a weekly massage, but you can't say you're getting a weekly massage. You've got yourself care and your self needs taken care of, your own needs taken care of. There are so many other dimensions of wellness that need to be looked at. And so one thing um, that might be helpful for you if you're listening to this and you, you'd like an action step, something you can do, you know, go back and write down those eight dimensions of wellness or write down the categories in our self-care definition and think about how, what are you doing for yourself to take care of your needs in those areas? What are you, what, what doesn't feel satisfying in those areas? Do you feel like you don't have satisfying relationships? Um, are you thinking you don't feel like your physical needs are being met? Where, where are you feeling that tug? And just journal about it. Just become aware and think about self-care in a different way. So what self-care is not, because we hear these things a lot, Self-care is not binging on TV. Yes, there can be a time and place to watch a series of a show and enjoy that. And that brings you joy in your life. That's super important. However, when binging on a TV show is not helpful is when it is suppressing your emotions. It's there You're doing it so that you don't have to think about your day. That's when it becomes more harmful than helpful. That's when it's not self-care. Numbing behaviors are not self-care, like scrolling through social media, binge eating. Again, you know, talking more about binging, but those numbing behaviors, I think the biggest one uh, right now is scrolling on our phone. And that that's numbing because we're, looking at other things, other people's problems, and we're not focusing on our own needs. Self-care is not doing something occasionally, like maybe occasionally going on a walk or eating vegetables every once in a while, um, doing gratitude once a week. That's not self-care. That's not consistent self-care. And again, I I mentioned this a little before, but suppressing your feelings, that's not self-care. Anything that you're doing that is suppressing what you're feeling instead of letting it out is is not self-care because you're not taking care of your emotional um, your emotional needs. Hey y'all, so I don't know if you've heard, but we have a weekly newsletter. I'm super pumped about this and I absolutely love spending the time thinking about the perfect tips to put in that weekly email. Inside each newsletter, you'll get three tips for adults, two tips for kids, and one thing we're grateful for. When you sign up for our newsletter right now, you will get a free freebie. (laughs) You will get our dream routine summer schedule checklist for kids. And it's fantastic. And I can't talk it up enough. So go follow the link in the show notes and sign up for our newsletter today. Get the freebie and get awesome tips every week directly to your email. Now back to our show. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of those things I mentioned before and how maybe they could be self-care if done intentionally. This is the thing, the intent behind the behavior matters. Is the intent to suppress your emotions 
to forget about the day, to pretend something isn't there? Or is it to bring yourself joy? Is it to bring yourself positivity? So like I said before, binging on TV, binging on a TV show, if it's done every once in a while and the purpose is to bring yourself joy, then that can be part of self-care. If watching a TV show that you love and you watch it every week, that episode comes out, that can be a form of joy and a form of self-care. Like you're making intentional time for something you love. That's different than binging to suppress your emotions, to forget about the day. Numbing behaviors like scrolling through social media or going through TikTok videos or reels, we know that's a time suck, right? That can be a massive time suck. But if it's part of an intentional scheduled part of your day, like, okay, I'm going to set a timer and I have 10, 20, 30, whatever you decide is appropriate minutes to look at reels and go through TikTok because that brings you joy. That's no longer a numbing behavior. That's purposeful. In addition to that, though, you probably also like want to make sure, even if it is only for 30 minutes, so then you have to go back to the real world, right? Well, what if there's something you're avoiding or an emotion you're trying to avoid? What scrolling through TikTok isn't going to help that emotion go away. It's still suppressing it. So then it's, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on this TV show or sitcom or going through TikTok to get me out of this funky mood. And then I'm going to sit down and journal. Why was I in this funky mood? What happened? What can I do to move forward? Or what can I do to make it better? What can I do to make sure it doesn't happen again? Is there a conversation I need to have with someone to make it right? Whatever it is that happened that brought you into that mood, not just doing the the activity that brings you joy, but then also processing whatever it was that got you to that place. I think that's super important to think about. We can't just get ourselves out of the mood. We need to process and release the emotions. Um, We're not taking care of our emotional health if we are suppressing, because just think of that boiling pot. It's going to eventually, our emotions are going to spill over and explode. And you don't want that. No one around you wants that. So take five minutes. You know, maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to spend 10 minutes. I'm going to bring myself some joy by scrolling. And then I'm going to spend five minutes journaling on paper or journaling on the notes section of your phone and then going through uh, whatever it is that's um, upsetting or difficult about the day. And then I'm going to spend another 10 minutes scrolling to bring that joy back. Whatever works for you. But really think about when you're doing things like um, the foods you're eating, if it's not super nutritious, Is it an every once in a while thing because it's something you love or is it something you're trying to binge on chocolate and chips because you think it's going to make you feel better? What is the intent behind the behavior? That's another great action step that you can think about. Think about the things you do during the day, whether good or bad or neutral, and why why do you do them? 
I think that's something I want to do after recording this. I think it's a super idea and something we can do frequently because our lives aren't always the same day to day and from season to season. And um, I know my season's a little different right now. We're working on packing up our house and trying to get it sold and moving. And that can be really stressful and different. And some things are different. And um, so now I think is a really good time to take an inventory and look at what am I doing <clears throat> during the day and why am I doing them? And making sure I'm getting my emotional, physical, spiritual, uh, environmental needs met. So again, what is the intent behind the behavior? Okay, so my timer just went off, which is perfect. It's a great spot to stop for today. So again, that action step, you know, go back and listen and, and journal. Use those journal prompts that I talked about. And just be thinking throughout the day, even just a mental note. What is, why am I doing this? Why am I about to sit down and watch TV? Is it because it's a habit? Because that's just what I do? Is it because I'm bored? Is it because I'm trying to let go of what happened during the day? The problem is the truth is that watching TV isn't going to get rid of your emotion. It's just going to bury it. So just thinking about why am I doing, what is the intent here? What is my intent? And is this the in intent that I actually want? Now that I'm actively intentionally thinking about this, is this what I actually want for myself? Am I taking care of myself the way I would take care of my students? Am I taking care of myself the way I would take care of my children or my loved ones? We're really good caregivers. As teachers, as moms, as parents, we are super good caregivers. Not always great at taking care of ourselves. So this week, I really want you to, and myself included, this is your reminder also to learn to take care of yourself because even if you don't want to, you're modeling that for the future generation. Our students see it, our kids see it. And if they see us taking care of them of ourselves, they're gonna to learn to know how to take care of themselves. And what a powerful, important message. So I hope you all have a fantastic week. I'm so grateful for you for listening to this episode, to our podcast. And I would love it if you would share this episode with someone who you think would love to hear it. Share it with, um, share it on your stories on Instagram and tag us. We would love to also share that on our stories. Again, we're so grateful for you and can't wait to talk to you again next week. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mamas podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mamas podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles. 